Hello, everyone. Pastor Deborah here. Welcome to another wonderful spiritual teaching video for you. We're in the Garden of Eden. Can you tell? I'm really sitting in my living room at a door. You might be asleep. Could be on an airplane, on a bus, at work, at home. Your physical body could be anywhere, but your spirit has been called into the light to hear truth and love for it. So welcome. A lot of you are here with me in the Garden of Eden right now while I'm teaching. Others will be there when you see the video. This is going to be a wonderful video, as you can tell. It's beautiful. It has gifts, blessings. Yeah, the video is from Pixabay. I get them free. They're wonderful. It's a wonderful ministry. I get them out on the social media platforms called Pixabay. I'm recording through Zoom Pro using a Blue Yeti microphone and a Logatron, I think, camera. I'm just sitting here in my living room talking to you. Bringing to you a word of encouragement for this day. We are doing number 33. My numbers somehow this year, 2023, have gotten messed up. I'm not sure how that happened. I had to ex get a new laptop computer. I had to get everything transferred. Kind of had several months of not recording. Some months of recording, recording, recording. But we will get through this year. I've already got all the other words of encouragement ready to go each week to finish out the year 2023. And I've already got some started for the year 2024. So we will be encouraged every day, every week, because it is hard out here. Yes, doesn't matter who you are, what age, it's even hard for the infants in the womb. Yes, they can hear me. Yes, their little spirits will receive hope and encouragement. Don't you think we're going to leave those little ones alone in there? Because many of them are going to die by your hands. Through your means. Because somebody doesn't want them. They're just products to be sold, made money off of through their death. When an egg and a sperm come together, that means something has happened. It can be humiliating, shameful for the woman. Most men don't even know about it. Most men don't really even have an idea. But I just saw in a movie, Chinese drama that I was watching, that many men want to be, call them playboys, want to have unfettered sex not use contraceptions themselves, and the women who don't want to use them. The man will provide a contraception pill for the morning after their sexual event. It's very interesting. Sex is a topic that is powerful in our lives. And yet, there are so many different views on it cultural views about the life of a baby in the womb about conception the purpose for it why we are attracted to each other so it's an interesting topic to study by culture by faith but this video will be seen and heard in the hearts of the infants in the womb and the children that come out so here in this word of encouragement this spiritual teaching video we're going to talk about a wonderful subject blessings rewards gifts as you can see in this video and I'm going to ask you a question and this is for you, 
on the inside for your spirit and your soul. Can the Lord of King David of the Bible, ancient Israel, can this Lord of King David reward you spiritually according to your spiritual righteousness and the cleanliness of your spiritual hands. Would you like to have some blessings, gifts, rewards that shine like this? Given to you by a king, by royal edict, in front of everybody. Well, King David is asking you, do you have a lord? That means owner and master. Someone that you serve, you honor, and you sacrifice your life for and to. Can that person, yes, a person, can he reward you spiritually according to your to his spiritual righteousness? It means, have you done spiritually right in his eyes according to his laws? And have your hands, the deeds, your words, your actions, are they clean, pure, holy, righteous? Line up with the law of God. Line up with the law of agape love. Are your hands clean of death? Clean of murder, greed, and lust, jealousy, and hate? That is your question from King David. We're going to be working out of Psalms 18:20 through 24. Psalms were stories, songs, poems written by King David and others. King David had a special relationship with God. He met him as a young boy out in the fields with his father's sheep. He'd look and hear the, in the stars. He could see him. He helped direct his stone in his sling. When he had to fight off lions or bears who were trying to come and steal his father's sheep, maybe even humans. He spent a long time by himself, day and night. He really wasn't even considered a part of the family, one of the boys. But his heart went after this God of Israel, of his fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Moses. The Hebrews, his heart, his mind was thinking of him, trusting him, doing right by him, serving him, communing with him, seeing his acts of mercy, strength, and power out in the fields with the sheep. God loved him so much that he anointed him as a teenager. The prophet Samuel didn't think David was much of anything. Too young, maybe a young boy, young teenager. Didn't look like he could do much or knew much. But God said, don't you look on the outside. I look on the heart. And this young boy, David, was a heart who was going after me. He wanted to know me. He was beginning to think like me, act like me. And this is the one I want to be king of Israel in the future. King David got anointed by Samuel out in the wilderness. Nobody around. No ceremony in a church, in a synagogue, in a temple. Just the oil of God, the Holy Spirit. Then David joins King Saul. And maybe 30, 40 years sits under him, attacked by him, grew up to be a nice-looking young man, fell in love with King Saul's daughter. I think her name was Micaiah. 
But on their wedding night, King Saul, who had lost his anointing by that time and knew that King David was to replace him, proceeded to try to kill King David. Micaiah helped him escape, and so did Micaiah's brother, Jonathan. David had to run from King Saul. Usually that's the case. One loses their crown, their anointing, and another gets it. So King David, after he was king, wrote this psalm for us. So let's pick up in verse number 20. But first, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all of those who have come from all over the world, no matter what condition or what age or where they're at, to hear your words of encouragement, strength, and promise. We thank you that you have poured out your living water, your words. You've brought the light into their darkness, the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your heart's desires of Isaiah 61 and 62 to be fulfilled in their lives. Father, right now, as they're listening, give them a Hebrews 4.12, a spiritual circumcision, that their spirit may rise up out of the miry clay of the flesh, and it can receive your light, truth, without hindrance from the soul. Father, be about your work, fulfilling your words, here and now, through this video. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right, David's asking us a question. Can the Lord of King David reward you spiritually according to your spiritual righteousness and the cleanliness of your spiritual hands? The God of King David the Lord and God of the kingdom of heaven is a king. He rewards his people, his family. He gives them gifts, as you can see, blessings, beautiful ones. But you are have to be judged. He has to hear about your righteous acts and unrighteous acts. There's videotapes of every thought, image, thing you do, think, say. Every email you send, every text, every meeting, every dream you have. It is written down, videotaped. And it is brought before the king himself. And he looks at it daily. To see whether your mind, your heart is righteous in his laws. According to what he says is righteous. And what kind of acts your hands have done. That could mean anything from what your biological body has done. What deeds you have done. Behaviors. In secret. Or openly in public means every member of your body. Maybe your mouth has been used to lie. Your eyes have been used to lust after things. Your hands have voted for people who support killing an infant under the guise of personal freedom and rights. Maybe you vote for legislators. You think it's okay for a 12-year-old, if her parents desire, for her to be married to an elderly, older man. And that's backed up by a group of people that believe, let's we'll hope she'll get pregnant. Then you'll have to have an abortion, and we'll get paid money. And we will sacrifice that child to Moloch, so to speaking. Child sacrifice. Are those parents guilty? Yes. A lot of children are sold. People sell themselves, their children, all the time. For money, things, power, glory. 
They don't care. Are those righteous deeds in the eyes of God, the King of heaven? No, they are not. So David is trying to ask us this question about ourselves. This is a video, a spiritual teaching that will help you to self-reflect. I already know your deeds, your unrighteous acts or righteous acts. I know what your hands, are they clean or dirty? So does he. So do all the angels in heaven and all the creatures. There is no secrets in the kingdom of heaven. We know who you serve and we know why you do what you do. You just don't know. So this is a self-reflection, a video to teach you, to give you some time to think about yourself. So let's go to Psalms 18, verse number 20. The Lord of King David of Israel spiritually rewarded me, spiritually, me, the forever person. This is David saying, according to my spiritual righteousness, according to the spiritual cleanliness of my spiritual hands, as he spiritually repaid, blessed, rewarded me. In verse 20, King David saying, it is the Lord of him. Lord means owner, master. We see a shadow of it in slavery between the owner and slaves. It is a perverted view of being the Lord. The Lord means I recognize you, that I belong to you. You have saved me, brought me up, protected me. I owe you my allegiance, my life, my duty. I owe you every I owe you everything. And I will serve you out of love. Because you are my owner. You are my master. Uh, another way of looking at it for some women might be you are my husband. You are my father. You are my protection. You are my teacher. And I am honored by that. So I will serve you with my life. I will bow to you. I will work for you. And I will honor you. So this is the relationship of this Lord, the God of the Bible, the God of the ancient Hebrews of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God and Father of Christ Jesus. This was the relationship of King David and his Lord. And David tells us it is this Lord, this God that he met out in the fields with the sheep, the God of ancient Israel, the God of the Hebrews, that had brought them out of Egypt through Moses, fought for them against the gods of Egypt. That Lord, David knew, was going to reward him and bless him by according to the righteous acts that King David had done And if his hands were clean in his actions and behaviors towards God and towards the nation and other people. David knew this. Verse 21. In some other religions, they believe their God will bless them with 72 virgins. Whatever they sexually desire in heaven. Take them to another place where whatever they could not do on planet Earth that gave them pleasure, delight, they would get in heaven. Other people just have maybe very little thoughts of the afterlife. And all they think about is, I'm kind of horrible right now. So when I die, I will be reincarnated to a better thing. 
But I might come back as an animal instead of a human. Other people believe they're going to be with a prophet. All kinds of beliefs about the afterlife. Verse 21. For I, me, the spiritual forever person, that's you inside the dirt body, have spiritually kept, done, obeyed, trusted, in and served the Lord, my God, the God of Israel, the King of the kingdom, the land, the territory of heaven. David is telling us who this king is, his territory he rules over. And he is saying that he has spiritually done righteousness and had clean hands. The forever person has not done spiritually wicked things and not wickedly departed or left, or turned from, or disobeyed, or forsaken his God. You can do an act, but in your heart and mind, you forsake the Lord. When you go and vote or support a political party or a leader who believes in abortion, and you do that, For whatever reasons, you are departing from the king of the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. He is a God of life, not of death. He told us back in the Genesis that no one has a right to kill anybody except him. We were to forgive our brothers. We were to love life and babies. We were to have many children and bring them up in the knowledge of the Lord. We were to honor life, women, infants, children. So he is saying that I, the forever person, have done that. If you haven't, then you're not a righteous person in the eyes of this Lord and God of King David. Your hands are not clean in righteous deeds. They're dripping with blood, death, torment, rejection, hate. Your hands are dirty. So David is saying here in verse 21, me, the eternal person, the forever person. I have not wickedly wickedly departed. I have not left you or turned from your righteous commands, your edicts. I have not disobeyed you in any way. I have not forsaken you. My God. Doesn't matter what you think, what the leaders think for you, what a platform says. The only mind laws that count for your forever person are the laws of the kingdom of heaven, the law of agape love. It is the God of King David, the God of ancient Israel, who decides based on his heart and his mind what is righteous and unrighteous what is evil and what is good verse number 22 for all his the Lord's spiritual judgments were before me David says I know how you judge me I know what is right what is wicked and evil in your sight and I know If I do them, what will happen to me? I know your righteous ways. He learned that out in the fields. But when he became an adult, 
he went astray. He had gotten many wives that he wasn't supposed to have. He was out of place. When his soldiers were in the fields, he was in the palace, bored. He looked out from his window onto a top of a house, saw a naked lady, Bathsheba. He was bored, and he started lusting for that fruit. He called for her to come to the palace, had sex with her. She was already married to Uriah, a soldier. David was out of place. And the judgment came down. The child will die because of this. David had so, he wasn't even in love with her yet. He was obsessed with her, possessed. Sort of crazy. And he had Uriah killed by his own soldiers so he could possess this Bathsheba. She had no choice. King David was her king. She had to obey or be killed. She had to sleep with him, have sex with him, or she would die. That was the power of kings. They could take whatever they wanted. They were unrighteous kings. So David became unrighteous, evil and wicked. His deeds were horrible. And he tried to hide it, ignore it. Bathsheba did not know that her husband had been killed by David. Oh, God knew. And he sent the prophet Nathan in. Told David a story about a man stealing another man's little lamb, killing it and eating it. And asked David to give a judgment. Kings are to give judgment. They are judges. They hear evidence. They make a judgment. Life or death. David heard this story about this man stealing the baby lamb. And he told Nathan, that man who did the stealing needs to die. And Nathan said, you are the man, David. You stole Bathsheba, Uriah's lamb. You're guilty. And God says this to you, the child will die. You have covered up killing Uriah, your own soldier. Because of Bathsheba and your unrighteousness, your hands are dirty and wicked. David pleaded with God for days and days. Ask God's forgiveness. Bathsheba was supposed to die at first. But God said, I will let her live. I will take the child. God had a plan for Bathsheba. She was to birth. Solomon, the third king of ancient Israel, but only in, after a legal marriage and all righteousness, and these, these two were forgiven. Another great movie. There's two movies to watch about this. One is just called David, and the other one is David and the Sheba with Gregory Peck and Susan Hayward. When you sin and disobey the laws of God, you are unrighteous. When you're not one of his children, you are unrighteous, evil, and wicked. And everything you do is not blessed. So here in verse 22, David says, For all his, my Lord's, spiritual judgments were before me. I knew them. I understood them. Uh, they were already written down in the Old Testament. You go study it. You see it in the Ten Commandments. In Deuteronomy, you see it, what the judges were to do, how the kings were to live. God was very specific. David knew and disobeyed. David knew that the, his Lord had already decreed what was righteous and unrighteous. And I, the forever spiritual person, I did not part from them, away from them. This is when he was younger, probably before Bathsheba. I did not forget your judgments. I did not disobey them. I did not ignore them. 
your spiritual statutes, your laws, your decrees, your edicts, your commands from me. They never departed from me. Up until the time of Bathsheba, that was true. They were in my heart planted. But what happened was, he was faithful until he was out of place. It wasn't where he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be out in the fields with his soldiers. A king is a warrior, a political leader. He's not to really have a family. He's to be vigilant. He's to protect the nation, the people, the businesses. He's to lay down his life. He's not to have a normal life like everybody else. A normal family life. He's not to get tired of war and fighting, protecting, shielding, protecting. Well, he was. Maybe it was he just got tired of it, sleeping in a tent. Not having the luxurious life. Not having any women around to have sex with. So he went home. Bored. Because when you were called to be a king, you get enthusiastic about war. Protection. Shielding. Protecting. Keeping your country, your people safe. The communities. Helping after floods, fires, rebuilding communities, bridges. You're very busy. There's really no time for pleasure when you're a king. You have to be careful what you say. You're in meetings. You're listening to what's happening in the nation. This this psalm was before Bathsheba. I did not disobey you, he said. I did not turn from you and your laws. Verse 23. I, me, the forever person, was always spiritually upright, standing in your light, righteous, in obedience with your laws. Obedient before you, my Lord. And I spiritually kept myself. I disciplined myself. Me, the forever person. My soul from doing lust of iniquity. Perversion of the flesh with its pride. I have to do this a lot. I might watch a movie and there's a lot of kissing, loving going on. And I have to go to the Lord and say, tell me what that means spiritually. Did you know a spirit can have spiritual sex with a demon, an angel, another human? But that's not the meaning of the sexual act. It is a shadow of something very deep. God has to teach you on. I've had God come to me, even though he was inside of me, and say, I want to be one with you. I had to test this voice to see if it was of God or not. When he said, pass the spiritual test, of whose master he was and who he served. I said, okay. When the Spirit, which was the Holy Spirit, released himself like in a firework, an explosion of light and colors inside of my spirit, all over my spirit was joy, peace, as you would feel having a sexual orgasm. Two became one. I became a life-giving spirit. Life was planted in me. 
the spiritual sperm, the DNA of God was released into me. My spirit was giving, was given the spiritual sperm of God's own DNA to produce in me God himself, a new life. That new life was going to be Pastor Deborah, not who I was. It was also to be a force, a power to bring forth new life, children, so that God would have his quiver full of spiritual children. I've experienced this intimacy, this peace that comes with being in love, having the body, the chemicals in earthly sex, how it fires up all the nerves and the neurons and the dopamine is going. All of that is a shadow a form of explanation of a powerful spiritual truth. That my spirit, the forever person, must have. When you become one with, we hear this from Christ Jesus. He said, I and my father are one. When I talk, you're hearing him. He is in me. And I am in him. And I have to understand the human sexual intercourse between people. And how that relates to that statement. You do not have sex with them. As you know it. In human form. It is something different. We hear Jesus saying. My father is in me, and I am in him. We are one. So I have to work very hard to understand the shadows, the symbols from the earth, the natural world. What's the purpose of human sexual sexual acts? What does God want from that? Why did he create our physical bodies to desire it? We have the chemicals that go off, the dopamine, our eyes are working. Our whole body is an organ that loves pleasure. What's the purpose? What is it trying to teach me? What is it trying to show me spiritually between me and God? I have to work very hard to understand from one realm to the other from the words of the Bible to a life I have to understand love intimacy and how this works God gives me the spiritual experiences so that I will know when you become one with God David had it it's not a homosexual love man to a man David was a man biologically. God is a father, we say. That means source. It's not a homosexual love. It's not a father abusing and having sex to his child. Incest. It's something different. And it takes study, hard work. Questioning God, looking. Sometimes I just stop, I close my eyes, and I ask God, What does this mean? What does this show me? What are you trying to tell me about my spirit and you? So David is saying to us, My spirit has been righteous before you, I have not departed from you. I have kept my soul, my thoughts, my mental world of my subconscious pure. I don't have impure thoughts when I look at children or women or money. And he is saying, 
I keep under control my flesh and its desires and its pride. Verse 24. Therefore, says King David, because of these my spiritual righteous deeds has the Lord recompensed, rewarded me according to my righteous acts and deeds, thoughts and images of my forever person spiritually, of its spiritual righteousness. Spiritually, according to my spiritual Deeds, thoughts, and acts. And according to the spiritual cleanliness of my spiritual hands in his eyesight. God had to teach me to put the word spiritual in front of words. Even though King David at this time did not have the indwelling Holy Spirit. He was not, say, born again. The cross had not yet occurred on earth, but he was picked by God. God was moving through laws from the Ten Commandments. David had passed down to him from his fathers. They had the written word. They had the Old Testament. And the flesh was doing the best it could. And David is saying, That I know you will reward me with blessings, gifts, and honor and glory. Because I've kept myself, my spirit, my soul, and physical body righteous. I've obeyed your laws. I have not violated them. I have kept my hands clean from evil, wicked deeds. So David is helping us. To understand ourselves and his Lord. He is telling us God's going to be looking at our thoughts, our actions of our spirit, and our biological body. He's going to be looking to see if what we do, think, say, our dreams, do they line up with the laws of the kingdom of heaven, the laws of agape love. As love your neighbor as yourself. Are we in our place? Are our hands clean or do we produce death of others? Are we greedy and still full of pride? and We're nothing but sex creatures going after pleasure. And we, all we care about is money, power, political stuff. So God is looking. And David is saying, I know you're looking. You've given me some laws to understand and to follow. I've heard them. I've listened to them. I've read them. King David was a reader. A lot of the kings would read the law every night. They They had long days. If you go watch the movie Esther, And you learn about how the king would stay up late at night reading the books, the records. Kings were readers. They wrote a lot. They read a lot. They didn't live a normal life. They didn't have normal family relations. You too have to learn that. I don't have a normal family life. I gave that up to help you. When you become one with God, he's more important. You study him. You don't follow sports. You don't really care about that world of Hollywood actors and movies. You study history, civilization. You watch the movies and God will teach you. But you live differently. When you're called to be a king, a warrior, you study battle. You study special ops, Navy SEALs. You study special forces. You study nations. You study ancient kings and emperors and pharaohs. You study expansion. You study war. 
I did that. What you care about in the world, most of you, I care nothing about. I don't spend my time watching a lot of that. I've always been a reader, wanting to answer questions about people, wanting to know things in history. I became an archaeologist, a digger of truth. And so you too must. David's trying to help us. He's trying to teach us through his life. But there is a God, the one of ancient Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Pastor Deborah, that has laws and statutes, commands, edicts for us to help us in the spirit and in the natural world. And we are to obey them, love them, know about them, and faithfully do them under every circumstance. David said, I've done that. I've not departed from your ways. I know what they are. And therefore, I know that you will give me a blessing. You will send gifts, glorious and righteous, to my spirit. That's another whole story to study spiritual gifts for your spirit. And if you watch historical dramas with kings and emperors, pharaohs, you'll see that played out in the throne room. When the king bestows gifts on his people, it's law, it's edict. Go watch. You'll see a shadow of it. You'll get an idea of the magnitude of the kingdom of heaven and a king. And you, even a child of the king, must learn to bow. You're not king yet. You're growing. You're but a prince or a princess. You must learn. Have tutors, master teachers in your life. Be disciplined. Be tested and tried in war in the community, with refugees, in the nation, within the family. The king is always watching. And David said, I know I've done right. And this was before Bathsheba. And therefore I know the blessings will come. And my question to you on this word of encouragement is can the Lord of King David reward you spiritually your forever person according to your spiritual righteousness and the cleanliness of your spiritual hands self-reflection time many of you are in spiritual trances so you can't answer this many of you have multiple personalities and disassociate we won't get one answer Many of you are deceptive. You are programmed. Manchurian candidates. You do whatever your master tells you to do. You follow the crowd, the herd. You bow before other gods. Maybe a political party. Maybe a dragon. Maybe greed, money, lust, pleasure. They are your gods. What would the God of King David say about you and your acts, your thoughts, your deeds to yourself, to humanity, to nature? If we pass a law, you're not to throw water bottles into the ocean and you do it. Are you still killing whales, mammals? Are you still having sex with children? Selling them for money. Are you still greedy for lust and power? Are you one of the haves? Who could care less about the have-nots? Are you a hateful, unforgiving person to someone who's abused you? Do you want to stay in your identity as a sexually abused 
a victim. You crave fame, revenge. God's looking. King David said, God, you look at me, I'm clean and pure, according to your laws of righteousness and purity. I'm clean in your eyes. Can you say that? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, this teaching from King David. Thank you for showing us their eyes on us. There's rules. And we either are obedient or disobedient. Father, thank you for King David and his words a spirit and truth to us. Thank you that there is a God, a King, a Lord that wants to help us and bless us with blessings and rewards. Maybe he has to teach us, birth us first, brand new, raise us up with master teachers, help us to understand how we get the gifts and the blessings. Father, help us to learn about ourselves and about you. And whether we have righteous acts and deeds and thoughts of our spirit or not. And whether our hands are clean and holy and pure or not. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. I'll see you next time. Should be number 34 of 2023. Bye.